This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling. I am Aaron Bentley. I'm joined by Aaron Taub. It's been a while, AT. What's going on, my man? Not a whole lot, dude. Yeah, we've it's been too long. Thanks for holding it down with uh, Jill Lanza. Uh, I was out in our last episode. I was out electioneering uh, for our girl, Julia Salazar, uh, the queen of swerve. And uh, she got the job done. Uh, you know, we won another election. So two two for two for New York City DSA uh, this season. So that's super exciting. It feels like we're, you know, kind of, uh, you know, building a movement a little bit here, you know. Uh, so that's it's exciting for us. And, yeah, otherwise, just been uh, hanging out. I uh, played all of Yakuza Zero. Uh, that was really a tremendous time. Uh, I was going to say if there are any gamers listening, but I know like everyone who's <laughs> a gamer has you know played all six Yakuza games or whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, not like the most engaging uh, introduction for me. What's happening with you? Uh, not much, man. I, well, that's not true. I'm. Uh, I can't say too much about this yet, but going through a transition at work and it's uh, just been a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on related to that. So yeah, what's going on? You, you haven't even told me this uh, off the air. What's, what's happening? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's just uh, something new is, is coming. I should start posting teaser videos. Wow. All right. Well, just tell me, I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you after the show. All right, man, we got to run through this. I'm excited for wow, a big step in AV's life. Yeah, um, yeah. I will. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll let everybody know when it when it's official, but it's not official yet. So, so that's going on. Uh, I think I have an ulcer. Oh no, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, I woke up yesterday morning with like this miserable pain in my stomach, and uh, couldn't figure it out. I uh, talked to my mother, who is a, a medical provider, and uh, I've had ulcers before, so I, I think that's what's going on, but uh, it really hurts. So that's cool. That's going on. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to go uh, make last-second plans to see Jason Isbell at the Ryman Auditorium this weekend. Well, well, like, take care of yourself. Don't be running around with an ulcer. Well, some things are more important than your health. Yeah. Anytime you have a chance to like risk your health while doing a long drive to Nashville. Yeah. Um gotta do it. The the same concert you've seen like fifty times already. Uh see, that's where you're wrong, my man. That's where you're wrong. This is the Ryman run where he does six shows in seven days. 
And so he starts digging into the catalog. You hear rare things that you uh, don't usually hear in these shows. Yeah, well, I don't know, whatever. That doesn't seem to have sold you on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just care about you and your health, man. Uh, but no, <laughs> you, but I hope I hope the rhyme and run you know, happen. <laughs> I really appreciate your interest in this. Yeah. All right. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at EvolvePod. Uh, you can find me at Aaron Like the Car. Aaron Taub is at AP Taub. Make sure you're subscribing to the show. Uh, we know there are more Evolve shows. Excuse me. <clears throat> coming up, so we'll actually be uh, providing some content here soon. Um, so make sure you're subscribing, rate and review if you're on iTunes. Uh, you, you all have left some very nice reviews, and we really appreciate it. So keep doing it. Maybe some people will listen to the show. That would be cool. And uh, I guess we can go ahead and get into what's going on. We are going to talk about this weekend show, which there's only one show this weekend on Sunday in Ybor City. Uh, but before that, we got a lot of news to talk about because the last time that you heard from uh, from this show was after Evolve 113 on September 8th, so almost two months ago. So we got to talk about Mania plans. We got to talk about Joey Janela. We got to talk about Stokely Hathaway, and uh, we got to talk about I don't know the the Mystery Vortex show we're apparently getting on Sunday night. So let's go through some of that stuff. Uh, WWN has announced after much delay their 2019 Mania plans. Uh, Joe and I talked about this a little bit on the last show where I was kind of positing whether something weird was going down. You know, for example, uh, were they going to be working with WWE explicitly uh, for Mania Weekend? Are they just going to run Access, which is not what's happening? Uh, but they're not running with progress. And Joey Janela's spring break is no longer going to be a part of the WWN weekend. Uh and they're running small venues. So they're going to run Laboom with Evolve. Uh, they're partnering with WXW and DDT. So those will be the uh, partner promotions this time around. Uh, Kaiju Big Battle, Shimmer will also be there. And, of course, the WWN Super Show. Uh, then there is a More Than Mania wrap-up party on Saturday afternoon at the Bell House, which promises more than three hours of live matches. Uh, I guess the most but we'll talk about DDT and WXW. I guess the most interesting thing is that for our show's purposes is that there's only one Evolve show and it's the Thursday show at noon. What does that tell you, AT, about the state of the promotion and what we might see from Evolve uh, for this Mania weekend? It feels like they're kind of like folding on this Mania weekend. Or it seems like they're like, we're in partnership with WWE we're not going to compete with them. Like we're not running, they're not running a primetime show against either the Hall of Fame or NXT. And, and I guess it's sort of like we run Evolve here all the time. Like let's give, you know, DDT the big, I guess, Thursday night show in primetime. Um, yeah, it's really weird, I think. It feels really strange that it's sort of like... Um, yeah, and that Thursday at noon, because it's like... Well, it's, it's interesting. I guess I guess the backing up, the main thing that we're seeing is like they're not really trying to like have a big ticket sale weekend, right? Like they're running a small building 
Um, and so like, they really don't have to like do that much to sell it out. It's like, they've sort of like set their ceiling low. So they, they don't really have to kill themselves. Like, cause it's like on one hand, it's like Thursday at noon is like a tough slot because a lot of people, you know, the Thursday shows are a new thing last year. Right. Or at least the Thursday day shows. Right. Like last year it was like. Yeah, I think in Orlando. Oh, in Orlando, there was a Thursday, Thursday night of all show. Yeah, eight PM. So show. you could like, yeah, have like most of a half day of work and then get in. But now, it's for people who are like coming in at noon, right? So you would have to really, you would have to either fly in Wednesday, or you'd have to like fly in Thursday morning to be there. However, there's so many Evolve fans. There's going to be a certain number of Evolve fans just in New York City because it's like their base. And I don't know, for me, I'm like, yeah, I might as well take off work. Yeah, I feel like they'd have to work pretty hard to not sell out Laboom for this show. Right. They're normal. Well, I I guess it isn't noon on a Thursday. Thursday noon. So you're not getting like, you're not getting like a, a, like any Evolve fans who are like, you know, yeah, I'll go to like wrestling. Right. You know, like friends who came with me when we went last month, and they had a great time, by the way. Like everyone who came to wrestling was like, "This is awesome!" Awesome. One of them was like, um, "It was." One of them described wrestling as like a combination of capoeira and Looney Tunes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sure. was great. Um, but yeah, so like those people probably, I probably can't convince them to take off work on a Thursday and, and, right. make, and be in Woodside at noon. Right. Right. That's like probably not going to happen. Yeah I, yeah. I take back my take. This might, this is a tough time slot <laughs> because not everybody's going to be in town yet. Yeah. But I mean, I think that there'll be like, like if you're a Euro, right, maybe you're flying in, you yeah. know, Wednesday or like. Yeah, if you're flying in from other parts of the country, maybe you're getting in earlier in the week to have like a full week in New York. Right. Like, I think they'll be fine. That's probably what I'll do. Like, if I were them and I wanted just to make sure, and if I can't, right. Because like, who even knows like what the goal of Evolve is right now? Is Evolve, like, it seems like the core, and we'll talk more about this later, but the core constituency for Evolve is like keeping WWE happy, getting talent in. Like selling out shows does is not really like at this moment does not seem to be and certainly on this weekend right if they wanted to sell the most tickets and make the most money from ticket sales like they probably wouldn't be running the boom right yeah I agree with that or at least like or at least maybe they wanted to sell a lot of tickets and then they like looked at um you know, the venues that were available and we're like, none of these really make sense for our bottom line. There's so much going on. Let's just like sell out our nice buildings. Like uh, let's just sell out our regular building and like send our guys to access and like call it a day. Uh, Well, I think it's interesting because you can view it two ways that progress also isn't running at all this weekend. You can view that either as these are two companies competing with or uh, working with WWE who are just refusing to compete with them on any real level. Or you can view it as, wait, this really hasn't paid off for us trying to run bigger buildings and do bigger shows. I mean, the progress show, the one that we went to in New Orleans was lightly attended. 
Right. But that was also, I mean, they had a shit time slot. They were the morning after, they were the morning show after spring break that went at three in the morning. Yep, for sure. Uh, But it does make you think like, maybe it's just not worth it uh, for some of these companies. But I could also see them saying, well, we've done Mania two years in a row. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. And they did. I I feel like it has more to do with the WWE thing than with anything else. Yeah, well, and Progress also did the United States other times last year. So they might be in danger of being overexposed at this point. Right. So, yeah, if I were Evolve, I would make sure that I, I like, book... I announce like one big, it's tough because it's like six months in advance and so many guys get like booked up, right? It's like, who can you book today and be sure that they're still going to be available to you six months from now? But like, if I were them, I would book like one big thing for that noon show just so everyone knows, okay, I have to fly in before noon. Yeah, I think part of their other problem is they look at their roster and see we can't run three full shows like in three days with just our core roster. It's not going to happen. I know they're going to bring in somebody special. They right. always do, but there's just not enough there. I mean, it was even in um, new Orleans, it was pretty tough for those three shows because for the super show, they didn't have like, they didn't run against progress. Like they did in Orlando where you could do kind of like inter- new matches people hadn't seen. So there, a lot of it was evolved matches on that super show. So I think it's, it's partly just an admission, an acknowledgement that they don't have the deepest roster at this point. And so it would be tough to run all those shows. Yeah. Okay. There's so much going on. Yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be a weird mania weekend with like the yeah. collective. So you have the WWN super show, you have the collective, you and you have like the WrestleCon thing, so now you and you have MLW. So where you used to have like really like two wrestling venues like competing against each other for like I guess like two bases, and then you had kind of like it's just huge now, right? Because you have sort of like you have like three places that are basically like wrestling bases where you can just go there at any time during any day, and there's going to be wrestling. Then you have MLW running several shows. You have ROH running the Big Garden show. You have NXT. And then you also have WrestleMania if for some reason you wanted to go to wrestling. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So we can move on. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, I'm worried that we're sort of like over, going to be oversaturated with wrestling. Oh, we're definitely going to be oversaturated with wrestling. I mean, it just feels like it's like. And also, it seems that like. Like, it seems like the MLW guys are have a lot of overlap with like the WrestleCon guys in the past, right? Yes. Um, so that'll be interesting. And yeah. you, almost, you almost worry that it's like there's going to be so much going on that you won't get like the quality of the shows that you did in the past. I think that's fair, especially at a time when the indie scene is as depleted as it's ever been at the top level. So it's going to be really hard to put on without using new Japan guys or new Japan affiliated guys. It's going to be really hard to put on big time matches harder than it's ever been. 
I think. I mean, this is going to be like Orlando, but worse, where Orlando felt really oversaturated and a lot of shows uh, lost money or, you know, there were shows that nobody showed up for. So, I mean, I know this isn't quite like some of those shows, but still, I, I don't know that there's going to be enough people to uh, for everybody to make money, for everybody to have good audiences uh, at these shows. So we'll see. Does does WXW move the needle for you at all for WWN? No. Does DDT move the needle for you at all? This is going to be controversial. <laughs> and everyone's going to call me out for being a fake geek boy. But no. I mean, I don't, I don't watch DDT. I'm sure it's great. Everyone says it's great. I'll, I have to look at the schedule. I'll probably wind up going because I know all my friends will be like, all the like real hardcore, all the like real nerds will be like, yo, you got to go to DDT. Yeah. You got to go see, you know, Shigehiro Irie, right? <laughs> I totally butcher that. It wasn't terrible. It was yeah. all right. Yeah. That's a guy I know. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Like, for me, I'm probably going to the DDT show just because when else am I going to see DDT? Now, it depends somewhat on who they bring over. If they bring Shuji Shikawa, I will be there without a doubt. I'll be there to see him. Apparently, Mania Weekend is the same time as Carnival, uh, All Japan's Champion Carnival. So I think there's a possibility that Ishikawa will work that instead of coming to the United States. So that'd be a bummer. He is the biggest uh, sell to me. I don't watch a lot of DDT. Uh, I haven't since they went behind a paywall. Uh, as for WXW, I've just never really been nothing against the promotion. I've just never gotten into it. But I feel like I would have to go see. Now I'm going to botch a name. Ilja, Ilya. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Dragonov. Uh, sure. I, I just I've never seen a match of his, but I hear so much talk about him that I feel like I would have to see him. So I would probably show up to see that. Uh, but I expect that. Surely Evolve will uh, book like Ilja versus, I don't know, Darby or something. You know, some kind of cool match on an Evolve show or on the Super Show that'll be worth seeing. So we'll see. Okay, let's move on from that. Uh, Joey Janela, who was your WWN champion, uh, has suffered a terrible injury, which I'm sure everyone has heard about by now. Tore his MCL and PCL, sprained his ACL at a... Uh, Game Changer Wrestling show in September. Looks like he's going to be out for at least a year uh, after having this major surgery. Had to vacate the WWN title, which apparently he learned uh, on Twitter, or at least that's what he said, <laughs> which rules. Uh, what do you think about the the impact that losing Janela for over a year is going to have on Evolve? I mean, you hate it for the promotion. You hate it for Joey, who was becoming like a bigger and bigger star and felt was like it was kind of like his moment. Um, so it's a huge bummer. Um, you know, hope he heals up and is able to like continue doing the things he's been doing. Um, and yeah, the it's a huge blow for the promotion because he is he's the biggest star in the company at this point, as far as like how the fans like when he comes out he's the guy who most feels like a star. And so, yeah, I think that in an almost like you wonder like whether we're getting some kind of reboot on Sunday, that's going to involve some combination of WWE contracted talent. And you wonder whether that the plan was for that to happen anyway. And you could argue that the roster was sort of sparse and it felt like things were kind of stagnant 
and and necessitated a, a reboot already. But like losing Joey Janela is like, what can you do at this point? Like Joey Janela was like kind of, you know, you would think a linchpin of whatever they would try to do next. Um, so it's certainly, um, yeah, it's a huge blow. Do you think we ever see Joey Janela in Evolve again? Hmm. Maybe. It's like what it's it's hard to predict what the wrestling landscape looks like a year from now. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, I worry about him because I think his his star was at its zenith. And he probably could have worked it into an NXT deal, but at least would have kept doing all the major indies. And it's like a year from now, man, you got no clue uh, what this guy's going to look like, uh, what his career is going to look like. And uh, you don't know what he's going to be able to do. I mean, that's a tough injury. And there are high level athletes, you know, professional basketball players and football players who are never the same after an injury like this. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, but on the other hand, I mean, there's something about him where you sort of get the sense that he's very smart about, like, his presentation and his branding. Oh, yeah. So that such that, like, when he comes back, I mean, he's going, this is a guy who's going to be spending a year thinking about how can I create the most buzz for myself when I come, when I come back. Yeah, my concern, uh, and I think uh, somebody said this to me, and I, I would mention them, but they may not want to be associated with this take, so I will I will take it myself. Uh, you you worry if Joey Janelle is the kind of guy who's going to put in the work in rehab to be able to have the comeback that he needs uh, because this takes serious, serious working out physical therapy every single day. And Joey, not a guy who was known for, you know, being a workout warrior anyway, uh, you know, just not part of his, his brand and that's fine. Uh, but you have to, to come back at all to do athletic things at all after this type of injury. And I wonder whether Joey's the kind of guy who's going to do that. He's a pretty driven dude though. We'll see. I don't want to do, I I don't know. Yeah, no, there's a lot up in the air for Joey Janela right now. I think that's fair to say for sure. I'm not saying that I have any insight about him. Like Joey's lazy. Obviously he's worked hard to get where he is, you know, but is he a guy who wants to spend, several hours a day in the gym. That's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. So we'll figure that out. All right. There is, uh, this is good news. No more FIP title in Evolve. Anthony Henry won the FIP title. Promotion says they won't have FIP title defenses on Evolve shows anymore, uh, especially with this depleted talent roster. Very good to get one singles title out of the mix. Yep. I hard agree. Excellent. Uh, on October 14, we got a tweet from Gabe. Well, let's take it back a little bit. Stokely Hathaway, of course, lost the Loser Leaves Town match against uh, Tracy uh, Williams. <laughs> Forgot his name there for a second. <laughs> Classic. And uh, interestingly, then Tracy left the promotion and Stokely came back. <laughs> but on October 14, we got a tweet from Gabe that said, thanks to Stokely Hathaway for all his contributions to Evolve. We were going to go in a new direction with him, but it didn't work out. It was time for a fresh start for all parties. So best to say goodbye for now. Stokely is a true asset to any company. Uh, since then, we've seen Stokely pop up in MLW. So that seems to be his his main gig now. Uh, thoughts on Stokely Hathaway apparently leaving uh, for real? It's um, 
it's just one of those things where you're like, why did you guys do this? Like they had, they built up the loser leaves town match. It was great. We were like, oh wow, a good goodbye and of all. Like a person left and it made sense and they said goodbye and everyone got to like, there was closure. It was great. And then they like brought him back, did like a couple like kind of like weird angles. It's like, this is the kind of thing where you feel like with this company, like I think Joe Lanza on, on our last show was like easy on them, right? He was like, you know, every couple of years, a gay promotion like goes through a reboot and a reset and they, they switch gears. And I feel like that's like very generous because it feels like really this promotion, it's like every two or three months they have like a reset or a reboot. And this is the sort of thing where it's like he loses the loser leave town match. He comes back and then it's like, oh yeah, we thought we were going to do something then we didn't. And I mean, there's, I mean, at least we got that. I mean, there's so many times over the last year when you look at this promotion where it's like, yeah, it seemed like we were doing this thing with Chris Dickinson where he was going to be like an anti-authority badass and, and we were going to go that direction with him. And then like we decided, you know, it didn't work out and we stopped it. You know, it feels like, um, yeah, it feels like that has been, we were going to go in a direction, but it didn't work out. Is like the story of evolved storytelling over the past. <laughs> and, and yes. so that's why it just feels like we'll see what happens with this and it what with this, this reboot this weekend. But like at this point, this promotion is like, not really worthy of the sort of like analysis that we are giving it. Right. It's like this promotion right now in its current construction is like a promotion that it comes to your town. And if the card looks good or they're bringing in someone special, like you'll go and you'll see the live show and it'll be fun, but you're not going to like watch this promotion when it's on the road because the matches are not, like the big super indie matches. And even if they were like, we've talked a million times about how the appeal of that is, is limited at this point. And the storytelling is not consistent or good enough. And so I think that like, yeah, this is kind of just the one of those things where you're like, well, that's evolve right now. Yeah. It's a very unfocused company. Um, I think we all have a good understanding of why that probably is. <laughs> so not much point in talking about it. Um, it's like we said our goodbyes to Stoke. You know, we'll miss Stokely, but we said our goodbyes to Stokely Hathaway, you know, three months ago. Right. I mean, th- yes, and the promotion is going to miss Stokely, obviously. Um, I joked on Twitter that... I feel like the promotion is just trying to get rid of every one that I enjoy just as a test of will to see if I will keep doing this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move more into what's going on uh, this weekend. Um, Or no, we're not doing that. Or you can. No, no, no. No, this we we should talk about these these things first. Uh, So Mustafa Ali has been announced for the November shows in uh, Livonia, Michigan, and Chicago, Illinois, uh, which my favorite thing about the Chicago show is that they apparently double booked the venue and so Evolve had to move. <laughs> Very funny. So no, you quadruple book themselves, which is an extreme power move. Yeah, it rules. It's very Matt Riddle. I, I like it. 
So uh, Mustafa Ali is going to wrestle DJ Z on the Livonia show, and he's going to wrestle Darby Allen in Chicago. Interestingly, this morning, WWN announced that they are going to be streaming all matches live from now on. So we apparently will see uh, the Mustafa Ali matches on uh, Club WWN. Thoughts on Mustafa Ali showing up in Evolve? Is that Does that move the needle for you at all? Not so much, but it's good. He's good. Every time I've seen him, I'm like, oh, he's good. It'll be good. Everyone, like, I don't know, people who watch, I'm like, I've been a bad wrestling fan really the last six months, and I should just, like, fess up. Or really the last year. <laughs> I've just been really busy with other stuff. So it's like I watch Evolve. I watch the big New Japan shows. I'm watching ROH from the beginning, and I'm, like, almost through 2003. But I'm not really keeping up with, like, the scene. And I just wwe is just like such an unpleasant experience i finally can't once they were like once they're like we're still doing the crowd jewel you're like oh this company sucks these people are awful like the presentation is so like offensively it's just so gaudy and gross and i so it's just like yeah i don't really watch i watch the takeovers and that's kind of it um so i haven't really caught a lot of mustafa ali's work although i know it's highly regarded so I don't know. It'll be fun. I, I think the big, the real game changer is that they're streaming these matches live. Right? Because it's like, now these matches can actually mean something. Right? Because before they were just weird, like non-canon exhibitions. So even if you were there, it's like, this is fun, but it doesn't mean anything. There's no context. There's no story. And now, theoretically, these ma- these matches matter. Right? In, in the context of the promotion. Right? So if someone you know, comes close to, like, beating, you know, if Darby comes close to beating Mustafa Ali, you can include the footage in a mini-doc and talk about what it means for Darby Allen moving forward. Theoretically, you can bring some of these guys back again later and, you know, maybe Darby loses the first one and then wins the second. Like, you can actually tell stories with these guys. And and I think that that is really important because it's, like, before it just feels like these guys are a crutch to, to, like, sell extra tickets when they don't really have enough stars of their own. But now it's like, oh, these are like actual additions to the company in sort of a more real way. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm fired up. Chris, Hero's, Chris Hero will be returning uh, in December for the Double Shot Weekend on Long Island and in Queens. And uh, I, I'm fired. I love Chris Hero. I'm fired up. I'm ready to sing along to his theme song. Um I think that, like, I'm really looking forward to seeing Chris Hero back. And just the fact that these matches are, like, actually part of the company again are are sort of, like, that's exciting. Yeah, I agree. All this is vaguely good, I guess. I mean, Mustafa Ali's a cop, but other than that, uh, he's cool, I guess. Uh, his matches are usually good. Um, Chris Hero, that's cool. Dante of Evolve Wrestling. What? The Danny Fatande of, of all wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off to make a very like niche reference. But, Love it. But I feel like it's really going to hit with our core audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, the, the hero thing is very cool, except like I worry about hero. Like I haven't seen a, him have a good match in a long time. And I think he'll be fired up and motivated for these Evolve matches, which seems weird, but I do feel that way about hero. Um, but we'll see what happens. And like, I don't know where are we going with this, which I guess ties into this this next point, which is uh, they've been doing these videos with hashtag what is evolve, 
uh, or they put out tweets and emails started out with that. Then they released a video with that hashtag. That was a promo video showing how their wrestlers move on to NXT and 205 Live. Uh, the video even began with an image of Gabe and Triple H looking out the curtain and closed with the tagline, witness the next stars uh, on Evolve. So that's, I guess what I'm getting at is where are we going with Mustafa Ali, Chris Hero showing up? Uh, we'll get into later that the Street Profits are going to show up on the show this weekend. It seems to me that the real problem with me about my being able to be invested in this promotion is that it's not a promotion about wrestling anymore. The stakes aren't pro wrestling related. The stakes are who gets to go on to NXT. And that is not interesting to me in any way. Like, I'm happy for the guys. I want to see them succeed. I want them to do whatever they want in their career. But in watching a pro wrestling show, I can't get fired up to root for a guy of like, oh man, if he wins this match, he's going to go work for Vince McMahon. Yes! You know, like, he's going to go to Saudi Arabia and perform <laughs> for a bunch of dudes who like to kill women. Yay! Like, I can't get fired up about that. I, I want to root for Darby Allen because he's overcoming the odds and he's uh, beaten the big guys that he has gotten close, but he finally gets there and beats him. Like, that's what I care about when I'm watching pro wrestling. I don't care about who's going to get a contract uh, and go take a, a selfie with Triple H uh, standing in front of him so he looks tall and uh, shaking their hands. Like, I don't care about that. So these matches might be fun. Uh, they'll probably be watchable for sure. But what does it all mean? Why should I care? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Um. Yeah. Right, and that's why this re- this show is so tough. And you know, shout outs to our listeners for sticking with us. But like, it's like what's currently happening in this promotion is not interesting and not really interesting to talk about. And we don't know what's coming next on the other side. Right, something's going to happen at the show. They've been hyping it up as something that's going to be happen. You know, Sunday show is going to be. Gabe's been saying people are going to be talking about it for years. Um, And so it's like something's going to happen and then we'll have an idea of what this promotion will look like, hopefully. But yeah, right now it's like who's going to go to NXT is not interesting. Um, And but if they sort of have this thing where like they're using the NXT talent and, you know, they're bringing them in and using these guys to like build stories with their real, their like core roster and sort of the real problem is, is there's no reason to care about a lot of the guys on their core roster right now. They've not done a good job of establishing like who they are and what, yeah, it's all, it's like you said, it's all meta context. Um, so it's like if they use Chris hero to like make an interesting story with, um, I don't know, uh, you know, um, Josh Briggs, I blanked on his name for a little bit, which is, <laughs> you know, I guess, sorry, but yeah. So yeah, if they use Chris here to make like an interesting story with Josh Briggs and it makes me care about Josh Briggs, then that, then it's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. 
It's just, it's this constant problem. Like, I hope we get on this show on Monday or Tuesday, and this Sunday show was awesome. And we right. can talk about the amazing uh, reveal and how it lived up to the hype and how pumped we are for the November shows. I 100% hope that's what happens. Unfortunately, we've been going through this cycle where they keep telling us that they're going to build these new stars and it doesn't happen. Like, let's let's talk about some of these. So people who were on the late 2017, early 2018 post Flow Slam rebuild shows uh, who right. they were kind of told us these are going to be the stars going forward. So here's a list of people. Dominic Garini, Brandon Watts, Odinson, Perot, Drennan, Jarek, Shane Mercer, Mikey Webb, which I don't even remember that one, uh, Joey Lynch, KTB, Shane, oh, we got Shane Mercer twice, Stephen Wolf, Brody King, Snoop Strikes, Wheeler Yuta. It's like this whole wave of like sort of like after Flow Slam ended, they were like, we're going to have these big prelim matches and, and you're going to get a chance to see guys go from the undercard all the way to the top. And every single one of these guys they brought in left of all, like is no longer in of all. Yep. Like Garini was there beforehand, but he was kind of one of the guys on those, on those undercards yeah. who was like, kind of looked like he was being booked to be something. And it's like, there's a whole wave of guys came and went over this past year. The big, the end angle, those guys are all out of the promotion a year later. They made no real impact on the promotion. They're gone. Then in spring, you had another wave of dudes who came in around Mania Weekend in those those like May and June shows, right? Zach Wentz and, and Myron Reed and Trey Miguel. And it's like, these guys are like up and comers and like, they're all gone. And so it's like, if the, you know, you said it, um, earlier, I think before we started recording, just the idea that Evolve is going to be like a finishing school for established stars. And I think that that's a really good point when you think about like the guys that they've brought in that they've said they were going to build and they're gone, right? It seems like the only additions that they've made to this roster in a year where they lost Zack Sabre Jr., Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Tracy Williams, Fred Yehi, and Stokely Hathaway has been like, guys who were already stars and AR Fox, Joey Janela and Shane Strickland. And none of those guys with the, maybe the exception of AR Fox with the skulk, they were doing something special, but like none of those guys became like bigger stars than they were. But AR Fox, maybe a little bit, but like Janelle and Strickland were not really elevated by working evolve. And if anything, like evolve benefited, like, benefited from them more than the other way around. And like, it's like Darby's been elevated. The Skulk has gone from like, basically nothing, you know, showed up and is now like sort of a fun mid card act that we all love, you know, James Drake and uh, Anthony Henry are elevated a little bit from where they were, you know, they're, they had won the tag team championships last year, but now they're a little bit better off. But like there really has not been a lot of star building, right? When you look at this roster and, and you look at sort of like all the guys on it, the one guy who really became like a real star and evolve is Darby Allen. And meanwhile, you have dudes like Austin Theory and Doom Patrol 
who are just like stuck where they were, have not like gone anywhere since where they were a year ago, right? They're just stuck in neutral. And if anything, I think like Doom Patrol feels less important than they did last year, despite holding the tag team titles for as long as they have. So it just feels like um, the sort of like see tomorrow stars today, um, you know, tagline of the promotion has not really been fulfilled and it has not really been like a talent development place so much as sort of a place where people who are almost ready to go like show up and then you know leave yeah like they you know in that video that they produced it's like one of the people they showed was leo rush who worked like what a handful of matches in evolve i mean the idea of them taking credit for Leo Rush is is crazy. I mean, maybe WWE wanted to see him in in that setting before they took a shot on him, and that's fair. Uh, but it's basically what you said. Darby Allen is the only person who came in to evolve without a real profile and is now a legit indie star. Now, Darby Allen has a lot to do with that, uh, but he is one of the guys that Evolve has booked very well. Other he, than yeah. Other than the Ethan Page thing where he ended up losing the <laughs> the other match, you know, the fourth match in the series. But uh, but they other than that, they did a really good job of building Darby up. He's the it. only one who's had like good, consistent storytelling. Right. Over the past two years where it's like he goes from feud to feud and every feud has like a beginning, middle and an end that you can follow. And, it, and it's logical and it makes sense. Right. right. Like the Ethan Page feud, the Zack Sabre Jr. feud. Some of the Austin Theory stuff now is like he actually is in like real stories as opposed to sort of, you know, guys like Dickinson and Jocka who are just like dragged through the endless like catch point maze. Yeah. Even Darby's, I don't know if it was a feud, but you know, the way it concluded with in oh, Walter. Matt, with Matt, well, oh, Darby. Right. That was the great feud too that had like a great yeah. build and paid off. Yes. But I was also thinking about that Matt Riddle match that, they, that he had in Chicago. It's like perfectly told story, you know, like this, that was great. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I, I want to give him credit for James Drake because I do think he's a lot more in this promotion than he was before he came to this promotion, For sure, but I don't see him anywhere else. So I don't feel like they've really turned him into a star. Sure. He's not on AAW. He's not showing up in PWG, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah, I think you're right. And now they tell us that in one of the WWN alerts, they tell us that they're planning to build the promotion now around Darby Allen and Josh Briggs. Which, A, I think it's funny that they tell us <laughs> this is who we're building the promotion around. But B, it tells us that Shane Strickland and Austin Theory really aren't in the plans. Which I think is kind of fascinating, right? Yeah. I mean, I always thought that Shane Strickland, well, it became clear pretty early that this was a stopping place for Shane Strickland, that he's in the pipeline, and so he'll probably be gone soon. Austin Theory, clearly, WWE is just waiting till the day they say, okay, we'll take him now. Um, but I don't know. Can you build a promotion around Darby Allen and Josh Briggs? I mean, the jury is, for me, the jury is like very much still out on Josh Briggs. Like you see, you see what they see in him, but it's not like a fully thing and and as joe and i talked about and he's uh more bearish on it than i am 
can Darby Allen be the top guy in a promotion? I think so. I think so too, or at least I'm, I'm positive about it. Uh, but it's still uh, to be seen, right? Yeah, but I'm like, I'm very confident in Darby. He's- I'm very confident in Darby, but it, it is he is a kind of guy who it's fun to watch try to get there. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not concerned about it. All right. Well, we'll see. I have like full confidence in Darby. I think All he's right. super talented. All right. Well, let's talk about this Sunday show. 7 p.m. at the Orpheum in Ybor City, Florida. I may be in Nashville during this show, just to be clear to everyone. I'm going to watch it because I intentionally am planning around our podcast. Nice. We're, uh, we're canvassing for Alexandria for the general election. And uh, I was like, we got to do it in the afternoon because I got to watch the big Evolve reboot show on Sunday night. That's so. strong. I like that. I, I might miss the show, but I will watch it as soon as I get back. Uh, I'm not even staying the night in Nashville. I'm going to drive straight back. So um, I will watch the show when I get home. Okay. So it's weird enough that it's going to be in Ybor City. They haven't been in Florida in a while. Uh, the the big match so far that we're hearing about is Darby Allen versus Josh Briggs. The winner goes on to uh, a later match. It's going to be a ladder match for the WWN title. Uh, but let's leave that for a second. Let's just talk about Darby Allen versus Josh Briggs. Of course, we just said that uh, these are the guys the promotion says they're building around. I don't know. What do you think about this match and how it plays into feeding into that title match um i think it's it's weird that they're doing it in this setting as sort of like and also it's just so weird that they were like they're gonna be singles match and then the ladder match and then it was like oh it's gonna be the ladder match but there's gonna be one play-in match but the people in our play in in the play-in match are the two people we're building the promotion around yeah it makes no sense like there's there's no when you actually like think about it there's no you know, why is Harlem Bravado an automatic slot in the ladder match, but not well, he's, Darby he's Allen? A, he's a former champion. It's just like, it makes zero sense, right? But it's just like, okay, sure, f- fine, right? Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's like they're going to try to start a pro. Hopefully they'll start some sort of program between Josh Briggs and Darby Allen. Maybe Josh Briggs will do something, you know, heal it. I don't know, but hopefully they will sort of, define Josh Briggs's personality more. And it's always good to define yourself when you're sort of contrasting with someone who has such a very clear idea of who they are and Darby Allen, right? Well, see, Josh Briggs, uh, he, he doesn't like you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's his personality. Yeah. It's, um, so I think that, that there's like a chance to, um, yeah, to do something there. Well, if one of these guys goes on to win the title, you got a ready-made right. match, right? Right. It would be good for Josh Briggs to win the championship. I, would it? That feels early. Well, I just feel like the WWN championship should be delineated as like a clear secondary championship and a clear like up-and-comers mid-card championship because you don't need two world titles. I was hoping that they would just be like, well, Joey Janela can't defend it anymore. We're like getting rid of it. It's a waste of time. We have like 12 guys on our roster. We don't need yeah. 
two world championships. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we don't we don't need a one B belt. You know, so I just I I kind of like I hate the way it has been, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. So I won't waste anyone's time talking about it more. Um, so yeah, I think it would be good to just be like, yeah, this is like the U.S. Championship of Evolve or the TV Championship of Evolve. Uh, yeah, we've been banging that drum ever since so, we started these titles. So I, it's like, agree. And I don't want Darby anywhere near that title because it's like the fake secondary imaginary yeah. championship. And it's like oh, Darby should be pursuing the world championship. The Evolve yeah. championship. Yes, and this would be a really terrible way for Darby to finally win the title. In this right, promotion. right, 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 right. It would feel, it just feels like, it's a problem when he's sort of in the WWN title picture because you're like, oh, I hope he doesn't win the fake championship. You're yes. like, not really. You're like, I want him to win because I love Darby, but I don't want him to be saddled with this like weird remnant of like the Matt Riddle and Flo Slam era. Yeah, he needs, and he needs to have a big moment when he finally wins the Evolve title. Right. right. It needs to be that he one-on-one, in the middle, beats somebody who's a big deal. Right. And it, and, and, and it almost, and like Riddle's like ultimate championship win would have meant more if he had not previously held the WWN championship. Absolutely. It, it's a shame that there's really not a guy in the promotion anymore for Darby to beat that would be like... Strickland uh, would feel like it mattered. Like Strickland and Darby, yeah. you build it up right because Strickland is a good enough bully, like... Yeah, I just, it, it always should have been Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, yes. Like yeah. that that was the story to tell. And I, and I don't, you know, that's not Gabe's fault that right. Zack ended up leaving to focus more on New Japan. That's fine. But that was the match to really make Darby a star. You right. Know? So that's too bad. Maybe we'll get somebody back who can, who can do that. Uh, all right, well, let's move into the ladder match, which first of all, why a ladder match? Uh, we got Anthony Henry versus A.R. Fox versus Austin Theory versus Harlem Bravado versus J.D. Drake. And then we get the winner of Darby Allen and Josh Briggs. Um, I don't know. I just hate I'm over ladder matches for like ever. Maybe if nobody did one for like 10 years, I'd be interested in seeing another one. But yeah, I don't care. But it could be really good. And also, you don't know, like some. Like, there's going to be a lot of storyline stuff that's not advertised, right? So we don't know, you know, what NXT or 205 Live is going to... I mean, it's clear that, you know, it looks like, you know, we're getting the Street Profits versus Chris Dickinson and Jaka for the tag titles later in the night. You would assume Shane Strickland will be defending his Evolve Championship against someone from NXT. Like, who knows, you know, who's going to show up on the, you know, if Kyle O'Reilly shows up and wins the WWN championship, like that's cool. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it feels, it's really hard to, to preview this show because there's really no idea of what to expect. They're selling you a mystery. They're selling you the surprise. Right. I, I just yeah, also the think is the, the stuff that you don't know about is the draw of the show. Because right. the show by itself is like, uh, this is fine. There's yeah. like not a lot here. But the, the the draw is the things we don't know. So it's very hard to like guess. But yeah, I'm also sort of like kind of 
generally over ladder matches for a while because it just feels like they've been done to death. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a small building. And a ladder match with six guys, I think is going to be really tough. Like, it's going to be hard for them to work out stuff to do. <laughs> sure. So we'll see. Uh, as you mentioned, the Evolved Tag Team Champions, Chris Dickinson and Jaka, uh, have issued an open challenge to defend the titles. And it appears that Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, the Street Profits from NXT, uh, will accept the challenge. They've been doing some tweets back and forth and some videos on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I've seen those guys a handful of times in NXT, and they're fine. They're enjoyable enough. But I just can't imagine caring about this match. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the Street Profits' work. Um yeah, I gotta watch more wrestling. See, this is really the, the sort of the through line in this in this, uh, this show has been. I've just been asleep at the wheel on the wrestle watching. Um, yeah, I'm not like it'll be interesting. It's there's novelty in seeing these NXT guys wrestle the Evolve guys for sure. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting. It's like, oh, will like is there going to be a full NXT takeover? Like. Maybe, mm. you know, the street, what if, what if NXT guys leave with all three championships? Then there's like some juice to see like, yeah, oh, like, you know, oh, like it would be significant if the street profits won the titles here. Cause then you're like, oh yeah, the NXT guys are going to be like a real part of Evolve. And it's just like they have needed for a while, WWE, I mean, ever since they started bringing in all the big indie stars. Yeah, right. NXT became about those people. They have really needed something below that for the guys who aren't on that level. Uh, I fear that Evolve might become that. And that's something I'm personally not interested in. That doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It's just not something I want to watch. Uh, I mean, I don't even watch NXT. So why would I watch sub NXT? <laughs> you know? Well, I think it's like kind of interesting if you guys, if you, if, if the promotion is sort of like the indie guys who are like kind of ready to graduate, but are not yet in like ring of honor, new Japan, you know, or whatever, again, like mixed in with some of the sort of like, I guess the Largo loop guys, like that's like kind of, it's interesting. Here's for me, the big takeaway from this show that I will be watching for is like, is this going to be a promotion where these NXT guys are here to like tell stories and be a part of the promotion? Or are they here to just have like sort of one-off matches? So it's like, I'm less concerned with like, which guys like and more concerned about like, are they going to like, are these matches going to have juice? Is, you know, is Chris Hero going to be here for one weekend or is Chris Hero going to be like doing stuff to elevate the talent and like being a, you know, are they going to go, are they going to build like an evolved universe where it feels like the, where it feels like you can get drawn into the like authentic stories of this world as opposed to sort of the, meta con the meta context and the meta stories about like you know who's going to wwe that's a good that's a good take thanks um, i i worry i guess that the meta context is going to be hey you can graduate from evolve and then show back up on evolve when it doesn't really work out in nxt how exciting 
Yeah. And, and it's like the, I guess it's like the one thing that I do worry about is like bringing in more NXT guys makes the, the promotion storytelling even more unstable. Yeah. Cause one of the challenges of this promotion is that like you're booking, you're building, you're building. And then it's like the guys you're building around leave immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, but I, I do think you had a good take. That's what will be interesting to watch this weekend is, uh, what purpose are they going to serve the NXT yes. talents? Yes. All right. We're also going to see Evolve Champion Shane Strickland. It appears from every – well, let me say it this way. If they don't bring in someone special for this match, it will be a huge letdown. It doesn't matter if it's someone from outside the promotion or someone from NXT who comes in to uh, wrestle Shane Strickland, but it's got to be someone who is a big name that we either haven't seen in Evolve in a long time or we've never seen in Evolve. For it to deliver. You agree with that? Yeah. And you would think that they're maybe winning. I, I think they're all it's like an outsider is going to win either the WWN championship or the Evolve championship or both. Like we're not going to. I doubt. I highly doubt that we walk away and it's like the WWN champion is JD Drake and the Evolve champion is Jane, Shane Strickland. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Shane Strickland can walk out of this show with the title and it'd be and it deliver on what they've promised. But the other issue that is like, what do you put in as the main event, right? If a, like, it's like, you can't, it's hard. It seems hard to have the ladder match that you've been building with all these guys. That's going to be wild and crazy second to last. And then you have to sort of get people excited for the, the evolve championship match. Well, it's also Can't hard because open you, with it. No, because you got to do Allen and Briggs first. So maybe it's like, yeah, it just feels Right. Yeah, because it's but then it's like, but also like the Evolve Championship. If Shane, if Chris Hero comes in and wins the Evolve Championship from Shane Strickland, like that has to go on last, right? Yeah, I feel like the whoever, whichever one is going to be a surprise winner, yeah. has to be the last match. Yeah, and I, but I feel like with the ladder match, now they can always knock out one. Somebody you can do the classic WWE trope where one of these guys gets beat up mm-hmm. by somebody backstage and takes their spot. Somebody yeah. from NXT. So, because I don't think you want to do a seven-man ladder match <laughs> where you bring in some random person. But you could do that. Um, but yeah, who, whichever one's going to be a surprise winner, I think, has to go on last. Yeah. But it's a real mystery, but I'm excited for it. Just because, like, it's like we know that this promotion sometimes overhypes things. Yes. But... When the hype is that, like, it's going to be something people are talking about years from now, even if it, like, halfway delivers, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's worth being excited about. It's just, like, classic Gabe in a way that concerns me. <laughs> that, it's, that it's not going to be good. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Yeah. But I'm not, like, confident that it's going to deliver, I guess. I mean, I'm more interested in this show than I've been in a Vob show in a while. That's fair. That's fair. There's at least some intrigue. Something could happen. Like, I think it's the most interesting Evolve show since Zach versus Darby. As far as, like, what can happen. You know, as far as, like, intrigue about what's going to happen within, like, the context of the Evolve universe. Like, I feel like this is the most interesting thing. I think that's fair. All right, the only other thing we know about this show is that Priscilla Kelly is apparently going to have a match. Right. 
Uh, we have no clue against whom. Um, but, you know, they're in Florida. We, they could also bring in a NXT talent or somebody who was in the Mae Young Classic uh, to wrestle Priscilla. But it'll probably be like Aja Pereira or something. Yeah, and it seems like we will see um... – We'll see a progression of the Priscilla Kelly Austin theory split and yeah, the teased realignment or with uh, Darby Allen. Right. I'm bummed that I guess Penelope Ford is not going to be in the promotion any longer because I was hoping for a Penelope Priscilla Kelly match at some point. I thought that would have been a fun way to go. Yeah. But I guess we're not getting that. So, well, that's all we know, which is not very much about the show that's going to be on Sunday night. Uh, anything else you want to add about that show or, or anything at all? No, I don't know. I, I feel like we've kind of, we really, we went long on a, or maybe not that, I guess this is shorter than our usual shows. Oh That's yeah. Good. We're going to be about an hour. We can probably cut some of it too. I don't know. We like haven't had that much to say. I don't know. It's just, yeah, we're in a tough spot, folks. I hope y'all appreciate it. Um, you know, I imagine we'll have a lot to say for the review. I guarantee that whether it delivers or doesn't deliver, we will have <laughs> strong takes on that. I feel confident. So, oh wait, they're not in here. Is there's going to be a skulk scramble? Oh, the skulk scramble! I forgot that's, to put it down. The skulk scramble is going to be fun. That's going to rule. I just thought about that. So we all love the skulk. Hell yeah, we love the skulk. <laughs> so that should be good. So yeah. we got that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on whether it delivers. Like this could be a fun show. You've talked me into it, I guess. Good. Just don't go to Nashville. Stay home. Oh, I'm going to Nashville. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> well, I was going to go on Saturday night, but the friend I'm going to go with can only go on Sunday. So that's uh, just what has to happen. So nobody text me. I won't check Twitter. I'll turn off all my alerts. And uh, all my notifications, rather. I can never turn off the WWN alerts. <laughs> and uh, then I'll check the show out. So I guess that's it. Uh, we'll be back. I'm sure Monday or Tuesday we'll record. So early next week, we'll be back with a review show. Um, make sure you're following us at Evolve Pod. I'm sure, uh, depending on whether I'm in Nashville, one or both of us will be tweeting about the show. Uh, you can also get us at Aaron Like the Car, at AP Taub. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're rating and reviewing. Um, and let's just hope for a fun show this weekend so we can have a fun review show. That's what I that's what I want more than anything is to yeah. be able to come on this show next week and talk about how much fun this show was and how excited we are about the promotion going forward. Amen. Yep. All right. I guess that's it for Aaron. I'm Aaron. We'll see you soon.